Hello, everyone, and glad you could join us. I'm your co-host, Rose Schooler, here with my fellow traveler and friend, Dana Boss. This podcast, Lead Up, focuses on the intersection of leadership and management with real life. Managing a team and leading a group can be super lonely and really demanding at times, and we see you and we celebrate you. So come hang by the virtual water cooler with two very different perspectives on this topic. Mine, a 30-year career at Intel, ending as a corporate VP, and Dana with a long career in management and leadership development in many different industries. So welcome to Lead Up, and thank you for joining us. All right. Welcome back, everybody. And we have another segment inspired by the sports world, although it's not technically about sports. At the recent Super Bowl. Did you see who else was at the Super Bowl? I did. I saw that Damar Hamlin was there. Oh, God. It just cheers down yeah. my face and yeah. my and heart. healthy and, yeah. and you never know anything happened, although I'm sure he's, he's still going through rehab and various tests. For those of you that don't know, um, Damar Hamlin was the player that um, collapsed on the field. Uh, it was a Buffalo game. He plays for Buffalo and um, his heart had stopped. He was in cardiac arrest and it really made national news. You might have heard of it and you might have seen these pictures of... Um, a massive amount of people on the field trying to save his life. And yeah, and Dana, 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 mm-hmm. I have to stop you. I have to stop you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need to do a little bit of insight, insertion of yes. uh, some information that was really quite surprising to me. I know. Um, and all the I years. Have, I know. I have known Dana for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And as we're like popping back and forth on text and on phone calls, I find out through the DeMar Hamlin incident that you had formal training as an EMT. Yeah, so you have yeah. a bit of a different lens. Yeah, no, I have a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, emergency medical technicians. So those are the folks in the ambulance. They are first responders. And um, so early 20s, I was trained. I went through the EMT training. I actually never became one of the people in the ambulances because I was doing it while I was looking for a job. And I just wanted, I don't know, I just wanted to do it. And it's a um, great set of knowledge to have. Yeah, and, it's, and not, it, it's certainly not bad. And it never leaves you, by the way, like once you learn that stuff. It, and it probably put a different lens on this whole situation. So it pro- I think you did some did. research on like, well, what's that moment? I was, I, what I knew from my training was, you know, how how intricate trying to do something like that is. And I saw the like mass amount of people on the field and you couldn't tell if it was complete chaos down there or if something, you know, and then, cause I live in Boston and I was the next day or maybe the day after the Boston Globe put out an article saying like how they saved DeMar Hamlin's life. And I, of course I clicked on that cause my background. And, um, what I can tell you is I find it to be a phenomenal example of management and why management matters. Um, in 1971, a player collapsed on the field exactly like Damar Hamlin did from the exact same thing, and they were unable to save his life. And so a leader in the NFL said, we're never going to be unprepared for something like that ever again. I want to see a protocol in place, and I am sure that that leader then assigned it to someone to figure out what's the best way to pre- be prepared. And 
In situations, obviously in situations where life is on the line, but any situation where there's an incredibly high risk that needs to be managed, you really have to manage it. If someone had just said, folks, be prepared for that next time. And not assign the responsibility and not ask for follow-up. And, yeah, not ask yeah. for follow-up and all that. Like, so if they'd just done sort of to your mode, Rose, sort of the heart, head and hands, they'd just done the heart. We should always be prepared. You know, that that wouldn't have gotten you anywhere. So what that all has crystallized into now over the years is before every game, I had no idea. Rose and I love sports and we love football. We've been following it forever. I had no idea this stuff went on. The training groups on both sides, so medical personnel and and all the trainer types and equipment people and security people all have a pregame meeting for every game where they scenario plan for different emergencies, including medical emergencies like this one. And this is where it is so tightly managed. I wasn't surprised giving my training, but I was surprised in that it's hard to get an organization, particularly two different organizations, like the home team and the thing, working together and clear. And so they go there. First of all, there's an officer in charge. And that person is there to lead and manage the operation. They are to do nothing but give directions. So one is be wicked clear on roles and responsibilities. It's managed so tightly. You two will go open the door. You two will then pick up the stretcher. You guys will then bring it out. While that's happening, we're opening this equipment on the field so that we can be ready. And the equipment people, you guys come out because you're going to have to use the screwdrivers to get his helmet off. And it is orchestrated. It's like, frankly, it's like um, a pit, pit crew in, in racing. Oh, in, in racing. Yeah. Formula One or NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever see a pit crew, they know exactly what their role is and they can all do it. And it's done in seconds. And that officer in charge is not to do a thing, but direct the operation. And then everybody else has to know their roles and responsibilities. And during this pregame meeting, they go over like the where, you know, here, here's where the ambulance would come from if that's what's needed. Here's where we store this equipment. And they walk around and they freaking, like it, it is the most tightly managed thing. And this is where management matters. And it doesn't yeah. matter if it's if it's lives or it's just any any risk or any frankly big deal to your organization. You need to make sure that it's managed tightly. And that may or may not be you, depending on your level in the organization. But you can bet you if, if it's something that important, if it's not you, then you need someone to report back to you on how it's being managed. And so I yeah. just found that really, I, again, because I always use this lens of like a really interesting intersection of management and leadership. And really in that moment, it was about the management. It was not about the leadership. It was like managing this situation and they did save his life. And yeah, they, they it, that was, have, they wouldn't yeah, have, they, they didn't have that in place. A- amen, sister. And I think at the end of the day, you know, just to put an exclamation point on um, the example, you saw elements of leadership Yep. You saw ep- elements of management, a lot of management, to your point. Mm-hmm. You saw a lot of um, hands and a lot of head in the planning. But you also saw, my only add to this, my only add is you also saw heart. And let me give you the example of where you saw heart, because this is kind of the, the, the part that I was taking just to see. What would the leadership do from the heart? Yeah. And it was even more than the organization. So the Buffalo Bills, as an organization, you had the GM that stayed in the hospital for like three days with the family. He didn't need to do that. 
It was no, the that right, is not in the policy manual. Not in the in the response yeah. manual that they and the execution plan that they just put in place. He did that because it was the right thing to do for the person, the family, the organization. And then there was another little interesting tidbit where the NFL, the Bills ownership, and the Players Association agreed to pay his full year salary versus his injured reserve salary. Now, for those of you that aren't big football fans and you don't read contracts, by the way, I don't know a lot about football contracts. What I do know... I love that you're like, the thing you need to understand about a football contract is that when you're you know, on the team, on the roster, you get X amount of money, which is a heck of a lot more than when you're on the injured reserve. And here's a family, a young and young man who is now on the injured reserve. It would have been really easy to just continue to pay him that lower salary. But looking at the environment, looking across the decision makers, whether it's the NFL, the ownership, or the Players Association, they did the right thing that wasn't in the manual, and they paid his entire salary, not his IR salary. So I thought that was a beautiful yeah. example of, in this single example, you get head, you get heart, and you get hands. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. And to be clear, DeMar is not a superstar franchise player. So his salary is not what some people would imagine a sports person's salary. Yeah, he's on his rookie contract. He's still on his rookie contract. Yeah, so he's, he's not making a ton contract. of money. So, so yeah. don't be don't be under the illusion that every football player or any pro player is making millions of dollars a year because they aren't. Um, and yeah, and it just brings up, Rose, that it's incredibly important from a management perspective to have like policies, procedures, and all those things. Then you've got to bring in the leadership lens, which is what else? How do I fill in the gray space here? Like there's yeah. a family that's freaking out and they're not in their home city. He's not at home. You know, and, and it's like the, all those leadership moves were so impressive. And, and the and the impact that they make on the individual going mm-hmm. back, you know, we're going to when when you start talking about um, successful organizations, people and the foundation, and those are the type of things that really help the people help mm-hmm. the effectiveness, help the human human part, the hard yeah. part of being a great that leader. Harder so, part. Yeah, that and harder also, part. And it also, of course, the primary impact was on DeMar and supporting yeah. him. That, though, think of the signals that's sending to the rest of the Buffalo Bills team. Right. This is, we've got your back. That's ex- my exact point. Yep. If anything bad happens to you. We got your back. Yeah, and I think we had some great hot takes. Hot, 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 hot. hot takes. Of course, with the Damar Hamlin, it's just leadership is great. We need to be prepared, but it takes tight management to actually be prepared and to see the follow through um, and and the actual readiness that you want should something occur. Um, and that was just very impressive to me. Some great hot takes. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, thank you everyone for spending some of your really precious time with us today. Odds are you don't have a lot of it and we super appreciate you listening. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, what are your questions or thoughts on the topic of management and leadership in real life? We promise if we hear from you, we will respond and we will discuss those topics and those questions on the podcast. So send us an email. You can find it on our podcast landing page. Um, And until next time, cheers to all of you out there doing your best to deliver for your teams, your organizations, and yourself. Mm